You're listening to Get the Skinny with your hosts, Brian Kilby and John DeLuna. Hey, everybody. It's your old friend, John DeLuna with Brian Kilby. Brian, we're back for another Get the Skinny. How are yeah. you, sir? Uh, I'm great. Uh, I sat here and uh, had just had a, had a couple of oranges. I love oranges. Uh, they're the best dessert ever. That was my dessert, people. Wasn't wow. like a, yeah, a cake or anything. It was <laughs> like a whole cake. <laughs> yeah, whole cake. Okay. yeah, not a whole cake. It was an orange. Uh, good choice. Good choice. Uh, like standard, like two, two solid softball size oranges or mini oranges. What are we uh, talking about? Softball size oranges. They weren't little, but they were delicious. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like an orange of any size is low in calories because it's an orange. Yeah, so let's see here. Uh, that was about, I was looking at probably about 200 calories. Yeah, right. That, uh, for that much, like, um, <clears throat> stuff, mass, what have you. Yeah, so I was looking at, like, nearly nine grams of fiber in that, so I can't complain. It's your favorite ingredient. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That is for sure. Um, hey, Brian, I haven't had it yet for my dessert, but I'm, I'm going to, after we record... I am going to have a Pro-Yo. Have you ever heard of Pro-Yo? Uh, no. What is that? So think of it uh, visually. Think of it as basically like a push-up pop. But it is um, 20 grams of clean protein in just four ounces of frozen yogurt. What? In a, in a little push-pop kind of form. I think they do cups. Uh, to, no, they say the cups are coming soon. But they have little push-pop style pops. Anyway. It's about 140 calories, 20 grams of protein, masquerading as a fro- frozen yogurt push-up pop. How, pro- how, how do you get this? I got I got this at uh, my local grocery store. So I can confirm they are at some grocery stores in some states in this country. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, man, they're packing protein into everything. It's kind of scary. Uh, yeah, actually, um, actually, can, actually, let me let me talk about that for a minute, if you don't mind. Uh, so, th- one of the things I wanted to talk about this week is my favorite cookbook ever. I'm actually looking. I've actually worn out one physical copy already, uh, so I'm looking uh, to order myself another physical copy. I have it on my Kindle, so I love this so much. I'm probably going to buy it a third time. It's a book called Muscle Chow. Have I? I, I think I've mentioned that before. Maybe briefly, but uh, explain. So um, it is a book that basically has all of these conventional foods that you would expect, like lasagna, meatloaf, um, chocolate mousse, but it basically repackages them as high protein, um, high protein foods that are targeted to specific uh, periods in your fitness, like whether mm. you're trying to uh, cut fat, whether you're trying to uh, bulk up, etc. So uh, it's a really good book. And what made me think about it was that um, I mentioned I moved. So uh, I have more time back in my day now. Uh, so uh, Kim and I are uh, planning out uh, like meals that we can uh, quickly and easily make instead of eating out, which we got into a bad habit of eating out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she suggested, hey, why not something from the Muscle Child book? And I'm like, oh, that is a great idea. Uh, so, uh, last night we, uh, well, I say we, it really was she, uh, prepped, uh, several meals for the week. Um, and the one that I had today, 
uh, was the um, meatloaf. And oh my god, it was so good. Uh, you know how you know how like uh, eating clean, you can tell. Uh, like eating like I don't know any kind of. Um, dessert type food you can tell that it's still it tastes good but it's not as overly sweet or overly <laughs> fatty as you know it, it could be well like the meatloaf was like that it was still really good but i i could tell that it was lean and i could tell that it didn't have like um excess sugar like when people put ketchup on it interesting uh, yes yeah, so delicious uh what made it different like like did, like what makes it not regular meatloaf so uh, meatloaf tends to have bread in it, so the uh, bread or the starchy food uh, portion of it was is oatmeal. Um, it does not have ketchup on the top. It has uh, sugar-free or no sugar added um, tomato sauce. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, it has the normal kinds of vegetables. I think this had celery in it instead of, like, whatever you'd normally put in. But basically, like, I have the golden rule that I, I want uh, one gram of protein at least per uh, 10 calories of uh, food. Uh, this ended up being, like, 29 grams of protein per serving at, like, 248 calories. Huh. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. And uh, tomorrow, uh, we're, I'm going to have, um, oh, gosh, I think they're called uh, muscle bombs or pepper bombs or something. <laughs> basically, it's um, it's a pepper that's been hollowed out beef bomb it's a pepper that's been hollowed out and it's just full of like a uh, lean beef uh i think my f- one of my favorite dessert type recipes in it is like a like a guilt-free key lime pie it's oh it, it is so and it is so good i i love this book i love it i've had probably about half of the recipes in the book and it is absolutely worth every penny like i said i'm looking to buy it for the third time okay so what's the title again uh muscle chow actually let me t- yeah i'll tell you that uh, a little bit more about it so muscle chow is written by a nutritionist or no no a physical therapist i think uh his name is it's a men's health book uh his name is greg avidon 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 however you say it you can get it on kindle for 9.99 and you can, get, right. you can get a physical copy for like fourteen bucks, or you could buy it used for like three dollars. Worth on every... Amazon, perhaps. Yeah, on, on Amazon, perhaps. Uh, but that's not the reason I mention it. It's I just absolutely adore the book, and um, I totally, absolutely recommend anybody out there who uh, is looking for like who have like comfort foods that you like that you want and you, you crave. But you want a like healthy, you know, high protein spin. It's really meant for like bulking up. Um, it, but you can lose weight on it too. That's the thing. I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to bulk up. But it's it's a fantastic book. The recipes in it are great. And uh, I've, gosh, I, I think I first got my I got my first copy like eight or nine years ago, something like that. Uh, it came out in two thousand seven, so I got it not long after it came out. And uh, I've been very pleased with this book. Uh, it, the recipes are simple, easy to prepare, and uh, it's just—I don't know—it's—it's—it's it's, it's literally my favorite. It's my favorite um, cookbook ever. Absolutely love it. Well, I hate to veer completely over to the other side of the nutritional highway, but uh, here we go, Brian. There is a a menu item at Burger King that is sweeping the nation, and I was shocked in pre-show 
to learn that you didn't know about this. Yeah, so like I, I asked you not to tell me. Uh, I want to learn about this from you. So w- what are we talking about? Okay, I'm talking about the Burger King Whopperito. What is this? Which is, if you break the word down, uh, a little Whopper. you will find a Whopper inside a burrito. So what? it's all the, it's all the ingredients plus cheese. I, I mean, I don't know if technically a Whopper. I think a Whopper in its purest form it doesn't have cheese. But uh, this is uh, a Whopper mashed up, literally mashed up, and put into a, a tortilla. And um, I don't know what else to tell you other than America is like just you know putting its collective finger down its throat at the uh, at the sight and the uh, and the thought of the Whopperito. Now this first came to light because uh, the advertising apparently like at store level started to pop up before uh, before Burger King could make an announcement. So. Uh, for shame, uh, the marketing team. Uh, I guess they sent the posters out a little bit too early. But um, yes, the Whopperito is—it's a thing. They—they uh, they say it's for a limited time only. It's made with 100% beef. If that makes you uh, feel better, is but this- uh, inside your tidy tortilla or wrap, maybe as mainstream America prefers it, is uh, flame grilled beef, American cheese. Tomatoes, lettuce, mayo, ketchup, pickles, and white onions. I I don't think this sounds bad. I think this actually sounds really good. I love the Whopper. Uh, you should try it. This seems like a lower calorie version of the Whopper. Uh, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. It depends on maybe how fatty that tortilla is, but yeah, I would assume it's better than the buns. Yeah, it's got to be. Um, I. I don't have a problem with this. What's what's what, what's um, what's the hang up? What's the hang up? Well, actually, I think one of the hang ups is the uh, the classic. Here's what the marketing looks like, and here's what the food looks like. Those photos are uh, are making the uh, the rounds, and I'll just say this: uh, if you do like an open surgery on a Whopperito, you're probably not going to finish that Whopperito. It's probably best to just keep it wrapped up as much as possible and just eat it in an efficient way. You don't really want to know uh, what it looks like in reality inside that, uh, that tortilla. So I'll just say that, but, but. I, think, I think it looks good other than the let. Well, you know, I, I get lettuce in my burrito. That's not that weird. I, it's I, not that weird. I don't get I, this. I mean, I think it, I think it looks perfectly fine. I think we have a fan. Yeah. I, uh, if, if this were healthier, I would probably pick it up. Now for one, uh, now it appears like this is going to be a test because right now it's only available in uh, looks like uh, the Pennsylvania market, uh, but uh, you can gar- you can guarantee that uh, it'll probably end up in many more Burger Kings, probably all of them after the social media buzz it got. It's already got like its own like packaging and wrapper and all that jazz. Obviously a poster, so like they poured money into this thing, so I would expect it out. Pretty soon, everywhere it's retailing for only four dollars too. Not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. So you mentioned uh, the, the marketers. Uh, shame on them. I, I want to point this out uh, as a marketing, as a true blue, real deal marketing executive. I, I figured you would appreciate this. My four-year-old nephew, mm-hmm. who 
cannot read. He has no idea what in the hell uh, any of these, uh, you know, what, what Arby's is. But he's going around saying, uh, we got all the meats. <laughs> yes. Because we, somebody said Arby's. So uh, I'm like, yes, uh, that, that works. That really works. <laughs> sure does. Um, okay, Brian, as a lead in to your, your second topic that you wanted to talk about, perhaps to close out the show, that topic. Oh, yeah. I want to, I want to inform everybody that the uh, Ghostbusters marketing train knows no bounds and it has made a stop at Twinkieville. So hitting store shelves are Key Lime Slime Twinkies, limited edition Ghostbusters themed Twinkies. Key Lime Slime. I, I, I don't know what to think. I thought you liked, well, you liked the protein key lime pie you were talking about earlier. Yeah, I just, I don't, I, so these are Twinkies. With lime-flavored cream filling. You know, I'm not a big Twinkie fan. I don't dislike the Twinkie, but, um, I don't know. It just, it's one of those things that wasn't, I, the Twinkie is, it's something, it's, it's kind of like a comfort food. I think there are people who like it because they, you know, have fond memories of eating Twinkies. Fond memories of eating Twinkies. <laughs> My only fond memory of the Twinkie is the reference from Ghostbusters, which I actually happened to see in the theater uh, yesterday, which is kind of nice. But, um, but yeah, um, I don't know. I, I would try it. There's something, though, that I – so when I was talking a few minutes ago about eating clean and how good it feels, uh, the Twinkie is kind of like the opposite of that. Mm. Like I don't think of Indeed. the tw- I don't think of the Twinkie as like this uh, chemical laden you know uh, toxic substance like some people think. I think that I think the Twinkie is a perfectly legitimate dessert form, I guess. But um, but I don't know. I just I kind of feel guilty. Guilty may not be the. I, I kind of I'm kind of ashamed of myself after eating a Twinkie. So I think that's my problem <laughs> with it. Uh, well, I know you're not ashamed of another Ghostbusters themed product. So, Brian, you scored some of uh, something that's quite sought after on the internet. I understand. So, you want to tell the tale? Yeah, I, I was able to snag. Um, I was able to snag some Ecto Cooler. Now, again, this is something I do not have any uh, nostalgia for. Now, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Ghostbusters. It's my favorite movie ever. Um, but uh, Ecto Cooler is not something I actually tried as a kid. Uh, this is um, it's first. It, it's it doesn't really seem like high C so much to me because it's in a can, and in my mind, um, high C really belongs in a box. Now this is available in a box, but I can only snag the can. And so basically, it's a citrus flavor, I guess, orangey kind of flavored uh, beverage that's green. But when you're not, unless you pour it into a glass or something. Or, or unless you see residue like on the top of the can, you really don't realize that it's green. So it's just this kind of vague orange um, beverage, and it really doesn't. Nec- it really, I don't know. There really, there's really nothing about it that um, stands out to me other than the branding. I don't really understand why people are so uh, head over heels for this thing because I mean it's just a sort of a boring orange beverage like if like the beverage that i would want to come back uh if if uh kool-aid were to release it was the uh 
uh, Purple Source Rex Kool-Aid from back in the, I guess, early 90s. I can pretty much just remake that. I take a pack of grape Kool-Aid and a pack of lemonade and put it together. But, yeah, I don't really get the the big deal of Recto Cooler. I'm certain there's somebody out there who, you know, really loves the stuff, but it's not really my thing. I mean, I think it's a big deal just because of, like, blind nostalgia, right? Or, or actually this. Okay, let me ask you this, Brian. Say the Ghostbusters movie that was coming out was just Ghostbusters 3 with the surviving cast members. Would Ecto Cooler be just as big a deal or is it part of like the uh, the hype that uh, the the love and the hate, unfortunately, that we're getting for this new movie? I, I don't think it would matter, really. Um, I, I mean, it's the fact that it's branded Ghostbusters to me might as well be, you know, the the original cast. I mean, I don't think it really implies one cast or the other. Not that I have a problem with the new cast. I'm going to go see the new movie. <laughs> yes, get that out there. Yeah. But uh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not a uh I'm not a misogynist. Uh <laughs> just just FYI. But um but yeah, I, I, it's okay. I I don't know I, that I really need any more but i got a 12 pack of it so when was the last time you had like high c of any flavor um i i guess like the the local well the local uh mcdonald's has like orange high c on the tap so if i want something that's non-caffeinated believe it or not i might grab that Hmm. actually i i know what happened is um I ordered something like a kid's meal, a uh, uh, Happy Meal, pardon me, and I'm pretty sure I asked for an iced tea, and they thought I said a high C. <laughs> uh, so it was, you had one by mistake. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, high C, like all those fruit punches are might as well be the same to me, that Hawaiian punch, all that. Yeah, I hear you. I think that's right. the idea. I mean, they're kind of going after the same five-year-old, right? <laughs> yeah, five-year-old, 45-year-old, you know, it just depends on the branding. Um, fun stuff, fun stuff. So we've got, uh, we've got Ghostbusters themed, uh, Twinkies, we've got high C, which everybody saw coming. I wonder what else food related Ghostbusters is going to end up on. Are they, are they doing a cereal? Do they even do like movie cereals anymore? Uh, yeah, there's a uh, Batman versus Superman cereals. Oh, that's right. And there was a, one branded for each one and uh, both flavors sounded terrible. <laughs> what was it like a takeoff of like rice cereal or Fruit Loops or no, what? One was like a chocolate strawberry flavor. And that's oh my just God. ridiculous. Uh, there was a Star Wars cereal, which I actually tried. and It was actually halfway decent. Hmm. Yeah. But it's not, we don't we don't have like a Nintendo a, what was it Nintendo cereal system or Nintendo breakfast system whatever it was called yes. back in the day uh, yeah there's nothing quite like that that's a shame that is uh, that is society regressing for sure in its own in its own small way I guess taking a step back um, speaking of like nostalgic food boy if they brought back Nintendo uh, breakfast and entertainment or whatever it was boy. The internet would lose its mind. Absolutely. They should do that uh, this weekend, actually, at D3. I think Nintendo's press conference is uh, tomorrow at the time of this recording. I heard, so, uh, I heard that Bethesda is doing an upgrade or an update to uh, Skyrim that yep. puts it in the Fallout 4 engine. Um, Something like that. 
Yeah, uh, yes. Uh, it's something something like that. It certainly is a remaster of a game that is, what, four years old at uh, most? Going on five. But hey, uh, while, while, uh, while I mentioned that, it was nice knowing you guys. And uh, I might see you here in about six months. <laughs> uh-huh. Interesting. Um, yeah, well, hey, uh, we live in a world of nostalgia and remakes, dude. We just spent, like, a few minutes talking about Ghostbusters food. Yeah, like, uh, you know, this isn't the the show, but I do reflect on that quite a bit. You know, like I'm a approaching 40 year old man who uh, who has thousands of toys that he proudly displays. There's something to that. I I, I, I would I'm certain that there's a psychologist out there who would love to get their hands on my wallet. (laughs) Uh, Was there ever Transformers cereal? Why am I not? why, Why is there not a definitive answer in my head? I'm a bad I'm a bad nerd. Uh, I don't remember one, but it is entirely possible that there was. Yeah. I mean, there's I'd a Pac-Man cereal, for goodness sakes. I'd almost be shocked if there wasn't one for uh, some period of time. Uh, actually, uh, it looks like there was. Uh, it was uh, Ralston Purina. Uh, it looks like they did it. <laughs> Nothing says kid food like a dog food brand name. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they dropped Purina from the branding. Uh, <laughs> Still, the truth is uh, the truth is in the fine print, my friend. Um, Brian, anything else on this week's Get the Skinny? No, other than the people out there should really check out the um, Muscle Child book. I will say this. If you're a vegetarian or a vegan, probably not the book for you. <laughs> okay. But, uh, not many pages for you. But actually, I just set up a quick URL for it, and if uh, you seriously are interested, and again, it's my—I'm f- not just saying that—it's my favorite cookbook ever. You can go to tfradio.net/muscle and uh, pick it up. I love it. I love it. I—I I even love the—I um, love the concept of that book. Uh, I like what I'm hearing. It's a testimonial. I also just like the little—the little life hacks that people will uh, throw up on the internet, uh, like. All the things you can do with protein powder. Like you can bake with it. You can throw it in pudding. You can do all sorts of stuff with it and turn something without without trying too hard. Turn something that is basically empty calories at least into like a source of protein or, or some other supplement. So I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, the book uh, – I mean the book mostly focuses on meat but there are uh, mm-hmm. things uh, in uh, recipes in there that – Include protein powder like that protein mousse that I was talking about. Uh, basically, you get to, to mix your uh, mousse and your, I mean, pardon me, your protein powder and your uh, firm tofu. Mm. Fascinating. Okay. Better than it sounds. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll take your word for that one. But, but I do like the, I liked the meatloaf recipe. I'd be down for that for sure. Um, all right then, Brian. Um, I think that does it for this week. Sweet. So, guys, before we go, I just want to remind everybody that, yes, we are one of many stars in the sky. Many shining podcasts are available at tfradio.net. And if you go to tfradio.net and pick out your favorite podcast, while you're there, you might want to kick, click on the Amazon link. If you click on that Amazon link when you check out, Brian Kilby gets some nickels and dimes. And we use those hard-earned nickels and dimes to keep the lights on, so to speak. Over here at uh, RFC Central. So go to tfradio.net, 
click the Amazon link while you're looking for your favorite podcast and you support us. Or you can just go to tfradio.net slash Amazon and do the same thing. So we appreciate your support, your listenership. Um, Brian, you want to say anything to the fine, dedicated fans of the tfradio.net universe? Uh, again, with that book, uh, check it out. And if anybody out there knows a similar book uh, that they like that has uh, different recipes in it, uh, shoot me an email at uh, contact at tfradio.net. I'd love to check it out. There it is. Okay, for uh, Brian, this is John. We'll see you on the next Get the Skinny. This has been Get the Skinny. 